Hey there, it's another episode of the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. Today's show, Help Wanted, Employer Edition. If you're an employer, make sure you don't miss today's show. It will be value-packed with information and tips to help you see things a little bit differently. I was an engineer and in 2008 lost my job due to the economic collapse. Jobs were scarce. I didn't know where to turn to get help updating my resume. Online services and coaches charge hundreds, even thousands of dollars. I took matters into my own hands and learned how to craft interview-winning resumes. Shortly later, I landed a job with a Fortune 500 company. I have helped many achieve similar success. Now I share my tips to create interview-winning resumes, interviewing excellence, and high-performance growth strategies on my podcast, Career Growth Made Easy. Hey there, and welcome back to the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. I'm your faithful host, Craig Ansell. Today, we're mixing it up a little bit. We're doing in a way, a two-part series. It's called the Help Wanted series. And today's show is Help Wanted Employer Edition. And next week, we'll follow it up with Help Wanted Job Seeker Edition. So we'll try to look at both sides of the coin, if you will, and get a view into both sides of our employment situation. I think this is going to help not only employers, but employees as well, as we've all been on one end or the other. For some of us, maybe we've grown from employee to employer, and we have forgotten what it's like to be in the working class, be the individual contributor reporting to others. So this could be an eye-opener for all of us. Talking about today's show, though, Help Wanted Employer Edition, there's a number of things I'd like to touch on. As I've traveled throughout the U.S., I've recently seen Help Wanted signs everywhere. Literally, everywhere you turn, Help Wanted. That made me think, why are we having such difficulty? Is it we're not getting employees and therefore help wanted is still those positions are still available? Or is it that the U.S. economy is in such a rapid growth spurt that we just can't get enough talented labor? Is it the talented labor I just mentioned? Or is it the fact we're not we're just not getting a warm body to walk in the door to apply either? I didn't have time to touch base with each and every employer that I saw with the help wanted signs, but I got to talk to a few and I'm going to share a little bit of that information on today's show. One of the areas I found talking to a global 500 company was the fact that it was difficult to not only attract, but retain talent as well, meaning that they couldn't get the right, um, salary, the right benefits to attract people into the positions that they needed filled. And if they were able to get people in the door, they had difficulty retaining them. In one discussion I had with one of these hiring companies, they mentioned that they sometimes have employees leave after three to six months. The initial package, the salary, the compensation, the benefits attracted them along with an interest in the role. But then this candidate, this employer, um, this uh, employee or these types of employee, decided, you know what, I'm working really hard, and I should be paid more. So they tried to renegotiate their package, if you will, three to six months after being hired, and the company was unable to do so. So in this one company's case, they found it difficult to not only attract, but to retain talent. They stated to me that some of the draws were simply 
50 cents more, a dollar more in pay at another company. Well, if you're always looking for the shiny, you know, shiny paycheck, it's not always that the grass is greener on the other side. If you keep job hopping, that can be a problem for you. It doesn't go well for the employee on their resume, but also your true statement, you're looking for the dollar versus looking to be happy in your job or provide value to your job, that can be a challenge. And employers, like I said, are concerned about that. So for attraction, you need the pay, right? But you also need to reward the employee and reward them well. Now, when I say reward, yes, compensation by employers is critical for the employee, but being rewarded comes in a number of ways also. There can be company recognition programs. There can be team recognition programs. Some companies even have a peer-to-peer or a coworker-to-coworker recognition program. It doesn't always have to be financial as far as the benefit to attract someone and retain them. Many times we've seen, even with studies, that pay, especially when you receive compensation on your performance review cycle, potentially annually, pay is a great motivator, but it's a temporary spike in someone's emotions and an employee's emotions. Great, I made an extra 1% or 2% this year, and it's going to go towards my salary or my hourly pay. But that feeling is fleeting. It doesn't last for a long period of time, and then you go back into the workforce after, let's say, the holiday or break, and you're back to work, and you don't really feel like that extra pay means as much. The feeling is fleeting, but having a recognition item, whether it's a piece of paper on the wall, a little star, a little note, a little trinket saying, you know, employee of the week, employee of the month, or a peer gave you an award doesn't even have to be monetary. Just the fact that you are recognized for doing something shows that others see what you're doing, what you're contributing, and how you're helping out. So with that said, company culture and work environment play an absolutely big role for employers to retain talent and for employees to be satisfied. Looking around Central Florida, we have mega retail stores. We also have private-owned companies. And employee treatment is critical to their retention as well. Looking at some of the stores I've recently visited and gotten some feedback from some of the employees, I have to tell you, it's kind of disappointing. We don't really realize the damage as employers, what we do to our our employees and to our environments and to our culture by singling out employees, treating them differently than others, and just overall not taking the time to have an open inclusive environment. Now, if you're an employer listening to this saying, Craig, we have the best program out there. You may have a great program out there. It may be heads and tails better than the rest. But when's the last time you took a look to see if that program was truly being implemented correctly? How old is that program? Could it use some updates, some changes? Is it staying with the times? But then, as I mentioned in the beginning, is it even being implemented and yet implemented correctly? If people are playing favorites in stores and service environments, that's not a good thing. Find out what the root root source of that is or the root cause and try to address it in a caring, respectful way. In fact, some companies have even conducted surveys. I know Fortune 500 companies have conducted internal surveys with their employees and teams, and so have private service providers. What they sometimes find is that employees don't feel inclusion, meaning they don't feel a sense of belonging. 
Recently, I was invited to listen in on a senior leadership call where these topics were discussed. And without giving the specific details, they didn't understand why employers why employees were making these statements, meaning the senior leadership didn't understand what was the basis or background behind these seemingly negative comments. So it goes a long way to say, walk a mile in my shoes. If I'm the employee and you ask me to fill out this survey, if you're the employee filling out the survey, you're saying, walk a mile in my shoes. Welcome to my life. See it from my eyes. The unfortunate part about the senior leadership call, they couldn't see the company through the employee's eyes, even given the comments. They could only see it through their own. Each executive went around the table and said, I can't see and I can't correlate to why these statements are in our employee survey. I'm sure they're valid and I'm sure these employees have reasons, but they were only able to see the company through each of their own eyes. They do recognize the need that something needs to be done about these matters, but they just couldn't connect the dots to understand what was needed to be done. They agreed some type of initiative, some type of program needs to be taken on, but they didn't have the full information to move forward with. So as an employer, do you think you have a uh, environment that is open, caring, and has equality for all? Do you think you have an inclusive environment? If you were to take any single employee aside, would they say they feel that they have a sense of belonging, a sense of teamwork, and they're a part of something big? Or would they rather tell you they're not exactly sure how their part of the puzzle plays into the overall message, the overall value for the company? Maybe when they were hired, they understood their tasks, their roles, responsibilities, but over time, We can lose track of what we were there for in the first place, why we were hired as employees. So it might not hurt as an employer to go around and find out the general mood, the general morale. If you have issues or challenges within your departments, within your groups and company now, that could be a key indicator of why some of your talent, some of your resources are leaving. And then if you're having help wanted signs up and not getting the talent you're looking for, having difficulty attracting them, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, or worse yet, getting them on, being excited to start the team, and then not able to retain them, you might want to do some surveys. But take that survey information seriously. Talk to your employees. Get their feedback. But then don't just sit on the results. Don't just sit on the data. Make sure you work hard to put a program together and you take action and stand behind your words. The way you can do that, if you're not familiar with this, is putting small resource groups together. Hopefully, you can get employees to volunteer, those employees that feel it's worth making an effort because management and leadership's behind them. Or you could assign a couple employees per group or per department to be on this team, and then maybe work just a half hour, an hour, a week, or even a month to get together and be part of this resource team, this survey team. In the end, you'll need your human resources department's help if you have one, or your management and leadership's help to make a commitment to say, we recognize, our employees recognize these areas of challenge, we're going to go back and get some more details, and then we're going to put action plans together. We're going to do this on top of our daily jobs, our daily activities. 
So not only will we continue to support our company's goals, support our customers' needs, and get our products, our services, our widgets, whatever they are, get them shipped on time, but we're also going to work on improving the internal environment of our company. You know, one of the most challenging um, things to consider is if you conduct a survey and you receive, you ask the question, are you proud to work here? Would you recommend a friend, family member, or fellow student work here? Are you planning to stay here? Do you see you have a long-term uh, goal or a long-term relationship with this company? These questions, when they get asked, if you're up for the answers, can be pretty harmful. They can be pretty hurtful to read the responses if you think you have a great environment, but you're living at the higher level of the company, right? In a leadership or an executive or possibly an owner role, and you're not seeing it as I call it down in the trenches as the individual contributor. It might be worth taking a walk through your company now, especially if you're an owner or a senior leader, and getting a pulse on your team members. Do more than just cruise through and go see your management. Cruise through, take a slow walk, introduce yourself to your employees down at the working levels, maybe that aren't familiar with you. Ask them how they're doing. Just get a general tone for how it's in the office, how it's in the field or in the production shop. And just see, do most people look happy, healthy, standing up straight, doing their job well and with a positive nature about them? Or are they more slouched over? Very few people smile and just look like they're working and working without a reason or a purpose. It can really help to get a sense, a pulse for your company and for the environment. Just taking a few extra minutes a day, a week, a month and do a walkthrough. But remember, my suggestion would be to not only visit the managers and leadership that report to you, especially if you're in an upper position, such as an executive or an owner, but take the time to stop by and talk to their employees and see how it feels. There, there can be a few rotten eggs out there. Sure, none of us are perfect, including me. But hopefully, if we have a problem, if we have a challenge or an issue, we can explain that in a respectful way that can eventually lead to being uh, having actions taken to resolve matters. Sometimes there are personality conflicts within our workforce. I'll be the first to tell you that. I've had them personally, and I've also had to deal with them when I was in leadership. But those, you know, are rare and infrequent. As long as you have good hiring practices, good filtering and interviewing practices, you should be bringing in qualified talent that's able to do what you're needing and to meet or exceed the job's responsibilities, and needs. I hope talking today about Help Wanted Employer Edition has made you double think if you're an employer or someone that has employment responsibilities, having a Help Wanted sign out there. How do you attract and retain talent? Well, much of it through these surveys, both with mega companies and small private firms, comes down to your environment. Is your culture, is your environment supporting a healthy, dynamic, energetic situation or is it starting to fall down to the wayside and it was once was shiny is now becoming dull and disappointing a drag to work take a pause think about it anything can be corrected with time and energy maybe this episode will help serve as a reminder to you to take a step back and do an internal survey 
If you do, make sure you own it and take action. Surveys by themselves are great, but your employees won't benefit and they certainly won't believe in future surveys if you don't show them the results and the actions you're going to take to overcome any challenges or concerns. I'm Craig Ansell for the Career Growth Made Easy podcast, signing off. If you found today's show valuable, please take the time on Apple Podcasts or your favorite player and leave a review. We would love to see our reviews along with comments so that we know how it's impacting you. And if you have any particular content that you'd like to see on future shows, leaving a review is a great way for us to see it because we do get the reports and we know what content our listeners are looking for going forward. I'm always available for private consulting as well as company coaching and training. Please reach out Craig at CraigAncel.com. C-R-A-I-G at C-R-A-I-G-A-N-C-E-L dot com, as well as visit our website or social at Craig Ansel. Thank you so much. God bless you. Have an awesome week ahead.